Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Musically Inclined, the podcast. You can check us out on Anchor.fm or anywhere else that you get in your podcast. But if you're currently listening, you found us. So congrats. Uh, you get a gold star, major round of applause, a la musicianship. For everybody who is, uh, yes, Jesse, with your actual, your literal round of applause. I hate that. <laughs> I really do. And I, I, we're just going to go right off the rails from the beginning. And I, I hate it when people do that. It's like the most <laughs> condescending thing maybe ever. And it's kind of like, here's my actual round of applause. Plus, I'm like, gee, thanks. Okay, yeah. I thought we left uh, that no. at elementary music. <laughs> no, and it's like I totally understand why you're doing it, Jesse, and that made me laugh. But like when it's yeah, when it's like a teacher in a classroom who's like, give everybody a round of applause, and then they, they actually do the round of applause. I I kind of die a little bit. <laughs> we leave that in second grade. <laughs> yeah. So uh, wow, we're way off the rails, and we haven't even started. So welcome back to Musically Inclined, the podcast where we talk about everything music uh, for the average individual or the everyday individual, the musically inclined individual. So appreciate you all joining us. My name is Colby Van Camp here with Ryan Hernandez and Jesse Kaiser. Uh, we're we're recording in a in a unique environment now because I kind of got my own little studio set up that I'm going to probably start using from home as well. So that's great. Um, so that we don't have to sit here in Wildcat 919 with all the other equipment uh, at the K-State student radio station. But yeah, we got a lot of a lot of fun stuff on the docket for you today. Most uh, prominently, we're going to be talking about whether music degrees are worth it, kind of the audition process to getting into school. Are there different schools that are worth it if you're going to try and be a professional musician? So yeah, uh, this podcast is kind of just generally related around, do you want to be a professional musician? And if you do, what what does that look like? How do you go about doing that kind of stuff? So yeah, Jesse, Ryan, and I were all professional musicians in one way or another. We talked about that last week, so go check out our episode from last week on uh, Anchor.fm or wherever you're getting your podcast from. But yeah, also, if you are a musician, you'd like to sponsor our podcast, we're totally open to that. We'd love to have you on the process, on the journey with us for that as well. So you can reach out to us at mus.com. Uh, ink. So mus.inc, I-N-C dot pod at outlook.com. That's our official email for getting information to us. Um, and that's how also you find us on anchor.fm. So looking forward to it. Let's just jump right into the idea of are music degrees worth it? Yes or no? Just initial reactions. I'm going to start with Ryan first because I think we led with Jesse last time. Ryan, are music degrees worth it to just the average individual? Yes or no? If I'm just giving a one word answer, no. To the average individual, no. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. We'll get to that in a second and unpack that. Jesse, is the average individual who's interested in a music degree, should they go get it? Yes or no? No. No. <laughs> so I think Colby's going to play devil's advocate with us here. Um, I don't know. I, I it's I totally know why you said no, and we're going to unpack that in a second. If you really want to get a music degree, I don't think that there should be anything that stops you from that. Because let's be honest, I think the average person changes their degree plan at least three times anyway in their undergraduate experience. So if you start as a music major and you're like, oof, didn't really like that, you can leave. That's fine. Nobody's going to cite you for that. There is nothing wrong with waving the white flag on a music degree to go and do something else because music can be a really tough degree, really rewarding too. If you think that you're going to excel in a music degree, go for it. Go ahead and give it a shot. If there was ever a time in your life where you should be able to go and try different things and try and fail and then learn something new about it, get some life experience, it's right in that kind of like 18 to 24 window, right? It's kind of that six years um, right after high school. Go go do something. Go do something fun. Go be a part of a degree that you want to be a part of. Go do something else. Um Join a club, go travel the world, learn a couple different languages, do that, okay? Because when you get married, if that's something that you want to do or and or if you have kids, you know, then there's just uh, there's more stuff, adult stuff that comes with that that prohibits you from going and experiencing the things that you otherwise might have been free to go and experience. Um, so go do that. So I'm, I, I guess I will play devil's advocate for the average person. If you want to get a music degree, at least try it. It's OK to start as music and then say, eh, you know, that doesn't really speak to me. I'm going to go ahead and go over and do the history degree that I was also considering. That's totally fine. Nobody's going to hate you for that. It's a smart decision to try it. And if you don't like it, you can always back out. Uh, it adds what a year to your college experience anyway, if that, so, uh, yeah, I think it's okay to try it. I'm going to say yes. So okay. uh, I'll, I'll open up the floor to, uh, reasoning. Uh, Ryan was just succinctly like, nope, but Jesse, uh, was also succinctly like, nope. So, uh, Jesse, we'll start with you. Why, why is the average person, why should they not go get a music degree? Yeah. So it's kind of like a part of how the question was phrased, you know, giving a one word answer to that question, then yes, I would, I would have to go with no. 
But if I were to actually go in depth about it, then I would say it depends as it is for any of these things. Um, But when it comes to this, uh, I do agree with the mindset that, you know, if it's something you want to try, then I'm definitely not going to be against that. And, you know, as you were talking about before, you know, like people waving the white flag and, you know, being like, yeah, maybe this isn't for me. So maybe I'll just go do something else. The amount of people who I saw do that my freshman year in music school, there were so many kids who I saw like in my, you know, freshman theory classes who I never saw again after those classes ended because there were so many kids going through those classes who I don't think they knew what they were in for because, you know, it's kind of the, uh, kind of the types of things we were talking about in our last podcast. There's a lot of stuff that people don't think about as far as like, it can be a lot harder that it's cracked up to be. And I think that's something that a lot of kids realize when they go into school and then they realize, oh, this is actually like really difficult. And this is actually like this, this really takes commitment. And I think that's something that a lot of these kids don't realize until they're in there and then they experience it for themselves. And then for that reason, they just end up dropping out of it, you know, after their first class, which there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, I do commend them for, you know, kind of following that interest and seeing it through and then discovering for themselves, oh, maybe this isn't, you know, the right thing for me. You know, it's a it's a very like kind of Socrates type of way of experiencing the world. You know, you have to go do things and see what works for you. So, you know, I do commend them for that. But yeah, so but like so, yeah, I am with you on the fact that that it's a good thing to try and that if you do want to give it a shot, then I'm all for it. And you are at that period of your life where, I mean, the world is really your oyster, you know, when you're like around our age, you know, it's, there are lots of things that you can go experience, you know, and it's whatever's on your mind, you can go and do it. So if you really want to give it a shot, then go for it. But, you know, but I'm inclined to say that for, the average person, I would say no, just because of the level of commitment that I know it takes to get through a music degree. So, you know, if I'm going to, you know, talk to people about whether they should do it or not, then, you know, I'm going to be as practical about it as I, you know, possibly can be because, you know, because I, on the one hand, know like just the level that you really need to be invested in it to see it through all the way to the end of a four year degree or more. So, yeah, but yeah, that's kind of my two cents on it, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. I kind of, I appreciate what you're saying about how there's a, a trial by fire, right? Where it's kind of like you have to either figure out that it's for you or against you. And I think it's also worth noting that for some people, the music degree will be much easier than it is for other people. Um, and that that's difficult to gauge, um, and, it, and there's a lot of things that go into that, right? It's kind of uh, personality, it's uh, willingness to work hard, that kind of stuff. Not that the average person isn't necessarily willing to work hard, but music degrees require a lot of strenuous activity that I don't think a lot of people anticipate or expect. Um, so I, yeah, trial by fire. But like Ryan, what what are we thinking from your perspective about your no answer? So I have a bit of a two pronged approach on this. So I agree with the vein that Jesse is in and that practically speaking, you know, the work that it takes, the time management that it takes is different from most majors. Only in this major are you really going to experience having to go see operas, having to go to recitals, having to take an hour to do a homework for just one class. And you might have seven or eight classes that expect that from you daily or every other day. That is one aspect of it. Typically in a music major, or at least in our music majors, it's been pretty common to see seven, eight, nine, ten course thumbnails, I would say. Yeah. And when all of those courses, whether they are zero, one, two, four, five credits, expect the same level of work ethic from you, it's easy to get buried and get lost. Yeah. And to kind of lose that self-care aspect, that self-nourishment aspect that actually allows you to keep pursuing whatever you're passionate about, which for most people in a music degree I would hope is music. 
Yeah. Well, and so, and I, I totally identify with what you're saying in that, at least at Kansas State, I think the Kansas Board of Regents requires for you to get an undergraduate degree, you have to achieve at minimum 120 credits of work, um, which is a pretty standard. I think I think that's pretty standard across the nation that it's 120 credits gets you an undergraduate degree. It, it, I think at Kansas State, at minimum, a music education degree is like 136 credits. 138. 138. Okay, the the so. instrumental was 142. Yeah, well, so there you go. So instrumentalists, so it's no, are nearly an, an extra year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nearly yeah. an extra year of college than than most majors are are even considering. Yeah, the second highest amount of credits required would be in the engineering field. I believe it is civil engineering. We have a friend who would love to take that credit. Colby and I, we well, have, he would love to take that credit well, for Jesse, having a very strenuous major. <laughs> Jesse knows him too. I mean, we're going to name oh, drop yeah. Oliver Hutchison. Oliver Hutchison. Because um, Jesse was one of my groomsmen at my wedding and so was Oliver. And Oliver double majored in vocal performance and civil engineering. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the dude just like killed himself for five years yeah, to those two taking degrees. 21 yeah. credits plus every semester. I'll never forget. He had to go to the office of student life, to the dean of student life, and he had to get a waiver for him to take like 24 credits one semester. And they were like, look, a full-time student takes 12 credits. You are doubling the amount. And it was late in both of his degrees too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's doing stuff with like, I don't know, solids, which is like this, this absurdly mathematical, insane class for um engineers and then you know he's over here in you know theories of contemporary music and you know all these different uh you know like a graduate seminar and opera and all this other stuff and um, the dean is like look we need you to sign this waiver so that if you sustain psychological damage we're not liable we're not liable like you knew that you were doing this to yourself we told you not to but you decided to do it anyway and uh yeah so that he did and i've more power to the dude because Oliver is a brainiac, one, yeah. of the, one of the smartest guys that I know. But it was like, whoa, dude, what are we doing? I took a, I took one 22 credit semester and I almost died. It was so bad. It was one of the worst semesters of my life. Yeah. I mean, my 19 credit semester was ridiculous. Yeah. And that was because it was 11 courses. Yeah. So the moral of the story is be like Jesse and take a gap year. <laughs> don't, don't, don't psychologically damage yourself like uh, Ryan Oliver and myself did uh, comprehensively to get our degrees as fast as possible. Oh, yeah. And it still took me five years. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm finishing up my fifth year to get the degree yeah. only after changing in the final semester of my previous major, which was music education. Yeah. So and- now I'm just finishing up a Bachelor of Arts in music. And it's the easiest schedule I've ever had. Yeah. That so, should say something. So we've we've thoroughly bashed on music degrees, and so yet have, all of us have one. <laughs> yes. So I have uh, one other point on the music degree. And I've got to express this. Um, if we reduce it down to cold economics, which, as we know, is how our society moves. Sure. You know, a lot of your social mobility is determined by your wealth. A music degree for the standard person is not going to lead them to having much mobility in their economic class. That's just the truth of the matter. You know, music educators on average, let's say in the state of Kansas, an average salary is somewhere in the 40000 range. If you're living alone, sure, that's sustainable, especially if you live in a 1A, 2A district. Like if you live in Newton, Kansas. You can afford to live on $40,000 a year. By the way, in the state of Kansas, high school rankings, 6A is the top. And then you go down 6A, 5A, 4, 3, 2, 1A. And that's, yeah, for, for some uh, some schools, states, it's, it's, it's yeah. completely different. The ranking system is different. 6A is the top. So yeah. if he says 2A, it's it's a smaller school. Yeah, we're talking like I don't know, uh, 400 students and a couple cows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, 400 might be generous for a two way. I hey, would say that's probably fitting more into three A, four A zone. Let's look. We're giving we're giving Kansas the the cousin Eddie vibe right now. With <laughs> would that, you rather I have said comment. corn? Yeah, I mean, I, Kansas is. I mean, it's the the disgusting part is that it's true. <laughs> You're right. Like <laughs> it it is like 400 students and a couple of cows. But uh, look, side anecdote. But I, it was one of the most hilariously insulting things somebody ever said to me once. And it was actually said to me. I was just standing there. I said to my mother, we were coming back from New York. We were in New York City. We were going through JFK or LaGuardia. I don't remember which one it was. And the lady, you know, uh, TSA looked at my mom's driver's license. It says Kansas. And she goes, oh, Kansas. Do you have cows? Oh, and, and it was it was it was like it was the most I like honest question. She legitimately wanted to know if we owned cows, but that's the first thing that came to her mind when she saw Kansas on my mom's driver's license, and it was like, no, 
My dad's a doctor. <laughs> we don't have cows. My mom's no. a special education teacher. My son's an opera singer. We don't have cows. We don't have cows. We don't live on a farm. We do live on a farm, but we don't have cows. <laughs> See, it would have been better if you would have said, we live in a high-rise apartment in Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah, That like, would have been a little better. Um, I am so thoroughly insulted. I live in Kansas City, Kansas on the third floor of my apartment. You, in- you need to calm down. You know, I, I live in a third floor apartment. That's a tall apartment in Kansas. I don't know what, what kind of stuff you got going here in New York. That's a tall apartment in Kansas. So relax. No, you just want to make them jealous. Say my apartment is 1000 square feet. <laughs> oh. uh, I pay $800 a month for a thousand foot square foot of, of apartment by uh-huh. me. <laughs> um, yeah. Meanwhile, you're living in your tuna can for $12,000 a month. With right? some exposed bricks um, and asbestos. Yeah. On the lower east side. So go figure. Um, I have nothing against. I have. OK, this is a lie. I have everything against New York. I've been to New York way more times than I ever <laughs> need to be. I, it's fine. It, Whatever. I know people that have gone there. Alex Joaquim, Jesse and I talked to him uh, on the last episode before we just suddenly inexplicably stopped for two years. Um, yeah. Ryan knows him because uh, he was here when Alex doing his degree. He lives on uh, uh, over across from like Madison Square Garden. Uh, we actually saw him. Anna and I did when we went on our honeymoon. So I like New York, but I can only be there for like two days at most. And I'm like, okay, I need to go back to my cows. Uh, my cows. So, yeah, I need to go back to my, my cows. third floor apartment in Kansas City, Kansas. <laughs> Uh, but, but, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> but to get back to the matter at hand. Um, yeah. If a music degree is what you're looking to get social mobility out of, you're going to get it out of the fact that you are providing culture through a humanity, not through upward mobility in the amount of wealth that you're going to be bringing in unless you, you know, suddenly become the next Gustave Dudamel. Yeah. And uh, sorry, a uh, realist in me says you're probably not going to be. And I mean, that I'm halfway really... there with the hair. <laughs> Ryan in his hair. Uh, Jesse's got the conductor hair going on, too. I, I just got yeah. the, the nice crisp fade going yeah. on. You've just... got, like, conservatory director hair. Ouch. That's uh, hey, hey, that's hey. not a compliment, my dude. At least you're not <laughs> Ambois Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so I totally agree with that. Like if you're trying to get if you go into music for the intent of being wealthy, stop. You're not going to be you're not going to be wealthy. Yeah. Just stop what you're Just doing go, now. Go, yeah. go go to Nashville, go get an agent, spend some time there, hone your craft like a tradesman. Yeah, don't go, don't don't get a university education. Go, go be like our friend Davis Rowe who's crushing it in Tennessee right now. Oh yeah. Do crushing not get a university Nashville. education if you're looking to get famous in music because yeah. more than likely you will be getting a classical music education. I don't think Many record labels, except for Decca and Naxos, are looking to sign you. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Jesse. Thoughts Only if on you're that? a member of the best of the best, like groups. True. You know? <laughs> Facts. Other than that, you're kind of fresh out of luck because you're going to be a part of a big group of other musicians. So you know. Um, but I did want to say uh, something about um, uh, one interesting point that I had brought up to me um, about going getting a music degree back, you know, well before I was in college, uh, who was a, a teacher. I think he was a high school music teacher. And he was saying that one of the things about, you know, people who are successful in getting music degrees is that, you know, this is something that they know they want to do well before they go to music school. You know, like the people who I have seen go through music school with me and succeed have been the people who I have known for years and years and years, like many years before college, because they were all musicians back in middle school, back in high school. You know, they were playing in, you know, the state orchestras, the region orchestras, choirs and stuff like that. You know, they were all doing all of these things. And a big thing is, you know, uh, one of the things that was addressed earlier was, you know, about just kind of the workload that's expected of you when you go to music school. And I do want to say that if you go in having previous experience, that is a huge crutch for you, because if you kind of go in cold, you're like, get ready to work, get ready to read, because you're going to have a lot to catch up on, because a lot of the Kids who go into music school are people who have years of prior experience. They've been in the music, you know, field for quite a while and they come in having prior knowledge and it really gives them uh, a crutch up and it helps them kind of, you know, ease their way into music school a little bit more gently as opposed to, you know, just kind of jumping straight into the deep end, which is kind of what you're doing if you have no prior experience and you just 
go straight to music school. Um, so that is something that I want to mention, um, that, you know, if you do have prior experience in music before you go to music school, that's a major advantage for you and you'll have more of a shot. <laughs> Otherwise it's, it's uh, music school is going to beat the crap out of you. Yeah. It's going to mm. require a lot more work. Yeah. An insane amount of more work. Yeah. So, okay. So just in terms of degrees, let's, we're going to, we're going to do a fun little activity here. Uh, my inner teacher is prepared, was secretly preparing this little activity, even though uh, the technology side of it was not prepared. So go figure. But um, <clears throat> so for me, my two degrees that I've acquired, my undergraduate degrees, I got a, a BM. Oh, there's our little, our, our free 10 minutes. Also, out of context, that sounded really terrible. I got a BM. Um, but uh, I, I, <laughs> I got a BM, a Bachelor of Music degree. It's a Bachelor of Applied Music, okay? So BM in composition, music composition. So I think on my degree, it says Bachelor of Applied Music, and that's it. And then I'm supposed to like fill in the blank that it says composition, like actually on my diploma. But it's, I put it on LinkedIn. It says Bachelor of Music comma composition. So BM composition. My other degree, because I double majored, I got a BME, Bachelor of Music Education, um, which is kind of like they took a Bachelor of Education, they took a Bachelor of Music, and then they shoved them together and made a BME. And turned uh, it into a five and a half year workload. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and so there's that. Those are the two degrees that I got. Ryan, you're getting a Bachelor of Arts in... In music. Just yeah. in so music. Originally, I was a BME, so I would have been also getting that Bachelor of Music Education. Um, switch to a Bachelor of Arts in Music. Technically, it will still say a Bachelor of Arts in Applied Music. Gotcha. Because it's expected that um, I took Applied Study. And that is the major difference between music degrees. Um, I'll just use the University of Chicago as an example. The University of Chicago does not offer Applied Music. So performance, when we say Applied Music, we mean music performance. We mean that you are studying an instrument, you are singing in an ensemble, playing in an ensemble, doing something that actually involves the kinesthetic experience of music making. Sure. So when you get a Bachelor of Arts in Music, it's expected that you have participated in applied music for the predominant part of your degree. Okay. So you're getting a Bachelor's of Arts in Music. Is there an emphasis? Is it vocal music? Is it... Nope. It's just Bachelor of Music. Bachelor, bachelor of, arts of Arts in Arts Music. In music. Okay. Yep. And then Jesse, what, what's your degree called? So my degree is... Uh, the first one is the same as Colby's, uh, Bachelor of Music and Composition. Uh, and the second one uh, is like kind of a degree, kind of not... It, it's a certificate basically it's basically a certification in music and what that entails is it's in violin performance and basically what a certificate entails it is basically just a proof that you're good at playing an instrument or singing <laughs> basically that's pretty much what it is so are we thinking more like artist diploma essentially yes and um so when it comes to a certificate um what was expected of me, I'll, I'll just speak to my own experience here to kind of, you know, describe what it entails. What I had to do, I mean, when you're getting a certificate in violin performance, at least from my school, you're pretty much doing, you know, the same work as if you were a violin major. Now, you might hear that and be like, okay, then why didn't you just get a second degree? And the reason is that when you are when you're a violin major there are certain things that are expected of you that are not expected of you if you're just getting a certificate you know when you're a violin major you're expected to spend so many hours in a practice room like a good chunk of your day in a practice room and there's also a certain repertoire that you're expected to learn all the major violin concertos by the big composers for example like you know the mendelssohn concerto concerto sibelius concerto like all these you know big names these big concertos that's like the repertoire that you're expected to learn because that's the repertoire that if you were like a solo violinist on the circuit those are the kind of pieces you'd be playing so that's kind of what's expected of you when you're a violin major when you're getting a certificate not so much the case. So my reasoning for getting a certificate instead of getting a second degree is that because I don't have that expectation of spending so many hours in a practice room, I can spend more time composing, which is what I'm actually going to school for. So it's partially uh, you're not expected to be in a practice room so much of the time. And also you're a lot freer as far as what repertoire you can learn. So for pretty much my entire college career, I've been performing contemporary music on the violin. That's been my specialty. Um, I've done a lot of new music performance have been involved 
and a lot of it at the University of South Carolina. Um, so by going and getting a certificate, I can really be a lot freer with the repertoire that I choose. And so that way I can play more of the music that I'm interested in and the music that I enjoy because I'm not really interested in learning these big concertos because I don't want to, you know, be a solo violinist going around playing with orchestras. That's not my dream. So, you know, what's the point in, you know, me getting a second degree and having to slave away in a practice room, you know, taking up time that I could be spending composing. So those are the kinds of differences. So when it comes to, you know, do I want to get a second degree or do I want to just get a certificate? I'm just going to get a certificate so I can do what I, you know, want to do, play the music that I want to play without slaving away in a practice room and also prove to others that I'm a good violin player. Absolutely. Best of, best of both worlds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you really are. You're keeping that self-care aspect or as we mentioned last week, the vacation aspect of music because you you have some self-determination. You're doing the things that bring you joy. Yeah, no, that's great. So to recap, I have a Bachelor of Music Composition and a Bachelor of Music Education, although I didn't get my certification to teach because I didn't want to do that. Um, and then Ryan's getting a Bachelor of Arts in Music, and then Jesse's getting his Bachelor of Music and Composition as well, with Certificate in Violin Performance. And uh, yeah, so our Zoom time is running out, so we're going to reset, grab a drink, and be back in just a moment. But coming up next, we're going to be doing an S-tier rating of the best music degrees. Ooh, how about that? So with that being said, you're listening to Musically Inclined wherever you're getting your podcasts. Welcome back to Musically Inclined. My name is Colby Van Camp here with Jesse Kaiser and Ryan Hernandez. When we last left you, we were going to be doing an S-tier rating ranking of our uh, our, our top music degrees. Okay, and so we're, we're keeping this to bachelor's degrees only. Um, and I, this, is, this has just been, I pulled this up right off the top of my head while we were talking about it. And so we're only going to include a couple of these, right? Because they're, they're, they're so, uh, they in, include so much, right? So a bachelor of music. <laughs> that's there's like, a lot that goes there's that. so many different yeah. variations of what a bachelor of music is right um so we'll we'll try and we'll try and keep it to this okay so we'll keep it to bachelor of music education bachelor of music bachelor of science bachelor of arts okay so those are our those are our four and unless you have anything else that you can come up with i was gonna say let's maybe maybe we can break down the bachelor of music into its three major components yeah so there's like, the performance side the composition side and some schools offer the music therapy side Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, composition slash theory. Some degrees offer a Bachelor of Music in, in theory, music yeah. theory. Yeah. Um, we won't we won't include history. History is like the redheaded stepchild for this. Yeah. And besides you, mm, <laughs> a, 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 a Bachelor of Music in history or a Bachelor of Arts in history, music history is really niche. If you're going to be doing any kind of music history related stuff, probably it's probably a master's, to, and a master's that's, degree. That, yeah. That's some graduate level. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. as the burgeoning musicologist, yes. Yeah. A master's of music in like ethnomusicology or something makes a lot of sense um ethnomusicology uh for our musically inclined friends who don't know what that might be is that you're doing uh, musicology work so that entails your uh music history um your and music then, theory the music cultural theory. components yeah there's a there's a strong cultural component to that ethnomusicology is like you you take like ethnic studies and then musicology and you put it together so ethnomusicology right so it's kind of like oh i want to become an expert in hindi music um so i'm going to go to india and i'm going to spend time working on that kind of music you're doing ethnomusicology work in that way if it's not from your own culture right um and it doesn't necessarily have to be not from your own culture i mean there's so many cultures in america that I'm not necessarily related to as like a white dude, but um, you can go and study that and that 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 counts as ethnomusicology. So there's that. But yeah, so let's let's go ahead and start with um, first of all, I've never seen or maybe it exists, but a Bachelor of Science in uh, um, music of some kind. It technically does exist. Um, so I can't speak for other schools, but here at K-State, you have the option of many different subjects to pursue. So when I chose to switch over to music, I was allowed to, to pick between a Bachelor of Arts and a Bachelor of Science. They just have different um, general education requirements. Okay. Obviously, because music is a humanities course at the end of the day, it probably aligns a little bit more with the arts than it does with science. Hence why you don't really hear too much of a Bachelor of Science in music. Gotcha. So uh, thoughts on that, Jesse? Uh, not really much of any. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't know of... Uh, that that was something that existed. I'm I'm kind of curious as to what that would even entail, and to what the difference would be if you if you did a bachelor of arts versus a bachelor of science. I'm I'm curious about that. Can't really speak on it. 
Yeah. Yeah. From what I can tell, it's just um, whether or not you wanted to take foreign languages or if you wanted to take labs with sciences. Yeah. Or maybe maybe you could maybe you maybe it strikes me as more of a research oriented uh, take yeah, on music perhaps. as well, because yeah. a Bachelor of Science usually requires some sort of research component, research component to yeah. it right? compared to a Bachelor's of Arts. So I wonder sure. if there's a, a Bachelor of Science component that's related to that, uh, frankly. So this is again, this is splitting hairs, but there's um, one of the degrees I'm going to mention is there's like a music business. You can get a music business degree uh, that's starting to become a more prevalent degree. I would assume that's that's probably a Bachelor of Science degree. If it's not a Bachelor of Music, they probably make that a Bachelor of Science degree. Because if you're doing any kind of business, you know, business, finance, analytics, that kind of stuff is a Bachelor of Science degree. So I would assume, yeah, yeah, I'd assume that it's probably related into stuff like that. Um, And then uh, perhaps music therapy might be a Bachelor of Science as well, because that's that therapy is related to a science field kind of right um and like psychology yeah yeah kind of related to that it really just depends it depends Um, but so i think like most schools put it in the bm area yeah. Uh, so and let's let's also clarify this S tier ranking is we're based on limited information. We don't have any statistics sitting in front of us from like the Department of Labor or whatever and how many people are getting hired with a, a BS in music. Right. <laughs> That's like the funniest thing I've ever heard, too. I have oh, no. a BS in music. Do you want to know how much like, I wanted oh, to joke about nice. a BS in business? <laughs> because I think we can all say from experience, if you have been to college, it's fair to assume Now, if you're a business major and I'm about to offend you, I'm very sorry. But business majors are the ones who you see at the college bars because they have the time to go to them. Oh, that's why the degree is BS. Oh, if I had the little (laughs) air horn like sound, you just got dunked on. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask a bunch of music majors to make that sound because we can't do it very well. No. Um, But anyway, I digress. But they do sing opera though. I do. uh, uh, (laughs) Don't play it. Please don't. (laughs) I I won't. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm just messing with you. But um, okay, so let's look at the S tier (laughs) ranking. So I have it set up. So S, A, B, C, F. I skipped D and E um, in there as well. So just, just, no, F tier sucks. S tier is like godlike. It's a godlike degree. You're going to make fat stacks. It's a great degree. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go with Bachelor of Science in Music. I want to make that a C tier because, frankly, I don't know a whole lot about it. And um, I would suspect it's less established as some of the other bachelor degrees you can get in music. So my personal preference is C tier. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Mm. Oh no! Yep. Oh yeah. no! We, well, uh, we have majority. Jesse and I have majority. I was so say, get out of here. If, if I had, if I really had to put it down, I wish you hadn't left D out because I would put it at D tier. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, I yeah. think that's fair. I mean, like the thing is, you know, here's. I think this is safe to say. Above all else, if you came up to a group of music students, sat down at the bar, and you said, "Yeah, I'm getting a Bachelor of Science in Music." everybody would raise their eyebrows. Yes. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the next one I'm going to be, I'm just going to go right for the Bachelor of Music. And we're going to divide it, like Ryan said, into three components. So you have the Bachelor of Music in like theory slash composition, Bachelor of Music on the performance related side, and that includes both instrumentalists and vocalists. And then you have the Bachelor of Music on the therapy side, you said, right? Is that what you'd said? Yes. Yeah. The Bachelor of Music in Music Therapy. Um, So let's start with Bachelor of Music Theory slash Composition. Jesse and I, we both have or and are finishing that degree. So I am the unbiased party in this room. Um, Yeah. But that I I see what you're saying there. But Jesse and I I also have the experience experience that you don't. We we know we know things that we're we're in a very specialized club here, Ryan. You that are you are, that yeah, you are not gosh, privy to. But I have so, taken half of the courses opinions, required gosh, for the specialty part. <laughs> the things that I'm lacking. So let's let's establish this um, with the composition degree. At least from K State, we both had to take all four courses of music theory. We both had to take a course called instrumentation and arranging, which is you know pretty much what it says. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, you took composition lessons. Advanced orchestration. Is there anything else I'm missing that would... 20th century... Oh, um, and... Ca- uh, and then counter uh, 18th oh, century so counterpoint. Counterpoint and c- contemporary music theories. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Those are kind of the two that 
set you apart um, yeah. as, a, as a composer. Yeah, that intense study of what is a Pasacalia? <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> don't ask me to explain that because I still couldn't. So, uh, and I even yeah. and I got a degree in it. I'd have to go look it up. I, I there was a point in my life where I literally kept a little music dictionary, like a pocket dictionary, uh, with me at all times. If somebody said something I didn't know, I'd be like, oh, uh-huh. turn, turn around, turn away, yeah. turn around, look it up, and then come back and be like, oh, <laughs> of course, I knew exactly what you meant by that oh, yeah. um, appoggiatura. Like I knew, oh, <laughs> um, so anyway. Well, I'd, I'd, hope, I'd hope you know what that is. Uh, bite me. And of course I know what it is. Um, but um, uh, anyway, so there was a time that I didn't. Okay. I, I, I got into the music composition very yeah. late. I got into that late. Um, and my background wasn't necessarily in composition or theory. So that was kind of interesting. But anyway, I digress. I'm going to put it as a B tier. I, I think it's probably more versatile than a bachelor's of science. But if you're, again, if you're trying to be making music with a composition degree, you're going to have to be very creative in how you acquire that that level of uh, monetary existence. So I think it, I think it's more achievable than a bachelor's of science, but I also, mm, you're not going to be making a crap ton of money as a, as a composer. Uh, you'll have a day job, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty yeah. much guaranteed. So it's kind of like, I do, I think I would agree with that um, because it, as a composer, because, you know, I, I do, you know, and not because I'm trying to defend myself like, Oh man, does <laughs> my degree of goals, <laughs> Are they bad? No. Um, it's more just a type of thing of, um, yes, I will say it's a bit more versatile because, you know, there are also a lot of fields you can go in um, as far as competition is concerned. You know, if you wanted to go into media composing or if you wanted to go into like scoring commercials or if you wanted to, especially like if you wanted to go into film scoring, those are pretty promising fields if and you get lucrative. into those like you know i've heard of people who've had massive success stories in like film scoring and media composing after going to school like straight out of school so you know it's definitely you know more promising and it definitely opens you up to a lot of avenues but at the same time you know uh getting a composition degree does not promise you one thing uh and you know you really have to like you have to be proactive as far as what you're going to do uh, if you're going to go get a composition degree, because it's not like, you know, like, let's say a music education degree and you really want to like go teach in the public school. And it's just like, oh, that's what it enables you to go do. Getting a composition degree doesn't really enable you to do anything of the sort. So, you know, it's something you have to be a bit more proactive about what you want to do. But I think it's a it, it, but it does open you up to opportunities and and you know career paths at the same time. So cool. All right. Um, for sake of time, Ryan, I'm rejecting your opinion. Uh-uh. Um, so, <laughs> um, uh, but, so that means that for the next two, <laughs> I'm speaking. Uh, hey, hey, hey! I got two degrees, my G. Uh, so I outrank all of you. Let's be honest here. I have, I, I, I outrank all of you. I'm the only one getting the master's degree at the moment. It's hey, not hey, even hey, in music, hey. so I outrank all of you, and I'm older. Uh, you just, you just gave us the the <laughs> ideal part. It's not in music. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's fine. I'm I'm not I'm not crying in the background. Um, I mean, I'm also looking at getting my master's degree not in music. I, so. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Let's let just give us your 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 quick two cents on it though. Okay, I agree that it opens you up to career paths. It is both more general and more specialized because it nurtures the talent that you need and the ideas that you need to actually function as a composer. It requires proactivity, like Jesse said. It also requires that you have some degree of independence and personal style to actually make that money. But it gives you all of the necessary tools that you need to at least start that journey with. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. So I would agree with the B tier. Okay. B tier it is. Yeah. No. Composition degree. If you want to be a better composer, getting a composition degree, great way to do that. They will yeah. train you well. That's a that's a good way to do it. Okay. So let's go to a uh, Bachelor of Music. Uh, applied performance. So, and I'm I'm going to group conducting in there as well because uh, conducting is considered a performance degree, right? Uh, if you go, if you go get a doctor of musical arts, that's a that's a performance doctorate. This right? is true, but um, I don't really see any areas offering conducting degrees just for the bachelors. That's typically graduate work. Um, there there yeah. are more there are more colleges that are starting to offer that. Are they really? Yeah, I have a a colleague that just a couple of years ago graduated from USC with a bachelor of music in choral conducting. USC, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean it's USC. It's yeah. the school of thorn, right? It's yeah. it is what it is, but it, it's becoming more prevalent. I've I've seen that more regularly. Okay. Um I think at your your state institution, you're not necessarily going to find that uh, at the state level kind of like 
Kansas State, you're not going to find that kind of degree. It's too specialized for that. But um, a conservatory probably offers that. Um, and then some of the higher level, you know, quote unquote, higher level academic schools, uh, because I think you can get just as quality in education at Kansas State as you would at USC. And I truly believe that. I don't think that there's a whole lot that sets USC apart from Kansas State other than the fact that they offer more specialized degrees as an as an undergrad. And frankly, don't go get the, the really specialized degree as an undergrad, because no. then it, it really boxes you in when you try to go do something in graduate. If you pursue graduate study, nobody cares. Yeah. And well, and it's kind of like, well, I've already done that. Right. So it's 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 weird. It's a weird spot to live in with a specialized undergraduate degree. Yeah. So, so I, I, I wouldn't necessarily do that. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to I'm going to count this as a performance degree. OK, um, so a Bachelor of Music in Applied a Performance. Where are we where are we ranking this? To be quite honest, and I'm just going to open this up. C tier. I agree. It's yes, you're you're not making your the the percentile that you have to be in to actually make money exclusively performing is so small, so specialized, and you have to be so freaking good all the time is really hard. Oh yeah. Really hard. Mm -hmm. And I I know people that have gone and gotten performance degrees. And it's going to serve them well in whatever whatever other studies they choose to go on to, but they're never going to be at the Met. There it's is a just, saying. It's not going to happen. Yeah. There's a saying that I heard my freshman year from a composition major, no less. <laughs> um, and this is what he described the composition degree and the performance degree as. It is a degree that if you take it with $10 to Taco Bell, you can get $10 worth of food. <laughs> it's worth that much. Get dunked on. Yeah. Jeez, where's the air horn when we need it? I know. That was uh that I'm was just, a that was a poster. I'm just dropping I mean, these all day. Just got yeah, destroyed. Go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a very specialized degree in that it gives you the tools you need to consider being a well-informed performer and perhaps a private teacher. Most performers end up being private teachers because they don't enter that upper echelon of performance. Yeah. Either through circumstances or um, and I hate to say it through talent or work ethic. Yeah. All right. Now, Ryan is probably the only one that actually knows something about this because he's considering this degree at a graduate level, but a bachelor of music in music therapy. I know where you're going to put this and I think it's probably right. You already know where I'm going to put this. I'm going to yeah. put this in the S tier yeah. for three main reasons. One, the bachelor of music therapy is the easiest way to break into higher earnings. The average salary of a music therapist ranges anywhere from 70,000 to six figures. That is almost double what the average educator makes in Kansas for about the same amount of work in undergrad. You only deal with a certain number of clients, and it is through a situation where it's more ethical, essentially. Like, you're not left to your own devices in a classroom where things get subjective. Yeah. You're working for hospitals. You're working for therapy um, establishments where there are very clear guidelines of what's expected of you. Okay. And at the end of the day, clinical work is going to be a little more relaxed in its scheduling than teaching work is. Yeah. I think it's interesting oh, yeah. because music therapy, it it requires you to engage in some of the performance related stuff that you would do, but then it also, uh, because music therapy includes a degree of performance, right? But at the same time, you don't have to perform. So it's, it, it's a very, it's very specialized, yeah. extremely specialized. I, I only know of one school in the state that does a music therapy degree and it's Kansas, uh, the university of Kansas does yeah. a music therapy degree. And that's the only one that I'm aware of. There might be more, uh, Fort Hayes. There are only not, not Fort Hayes, which is a state might do that. They don't, they don't. There are only four in our region Okay, and they are as follows. Um, none of the Nebraska schools that okay. I'm aware of. Okay. KU, Colorado Boulder, uh -huh. Colorado state, really? and Southwestern Oklahoma State University. Really? Yeah. UMKC doesn't do it? UMKC. They technically have music therapy, but they don't have a bachelor's of it. Huh. It's a master's and doctoral program only. Intriguing. Yeah. So I, I think in terms of economics and um, uh, deliverables uh, and, and what you can bring to the table to um, advance yourself upward, um, and you make even more money yeah. from a purely economic standpoint. I agree. This is an this is an S tier. It also therapy. gives you a little more mobility in career. So, like, let's say you don't want to be in music the rest of your life, you could easily enter psychology, psychiatry, sociology, etc. Any of the social sciences that deal with the mind, yeah. you could easily branch into that. Yeah, and you'd have you'd already mm -hmm. come with pre built training in that. So, and a specialty that makes you stand out. Okay, nice. Um, just for the sake of so we yeah. can have something in the. Uh, 
in the F tier. F -tier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with um, a Bachelor of Music in Music History. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I know that there are some people that love music history, and I appreciate music history. I know you really love music history. Ryan. I mean, musicology was my second option for graduate school yeah but uh, it's, it's way better now. it's way better in graduate school yeah but a bachelor of music if you if they offer a bachelor of music in music history i hope you like writing uh yeah talk yeah. about uh uh writing and that's that's f tier i'm sorry if you walk into <sighs> anywhere and you're like i have a bachelor of music in music history they're gonna be like cool that means nothing to me yeah, <laughs> yeah. what that tells us is that you maybe can perform maybe maybe you can yeah. write yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. All right. Bachelor of Music Education, because we're we're getting close to wrapping up the show. Oh, you and I both have experience in this. We do. And we have some similar experiences and some differing ones. Yeah. And I for the sake of eliminating the differing ones, I'm going to I'm going to try and factor this in terms of three things. All okay. right. And this is purely at the Bachelor of Music level, because if you get a master's degree, let's say if you're a choir teacher and you have a bachelor of music education and you're working and you go and you get a master's in choral conducting, a lot of schools <clears throat> will increase your pay from, you know, if you start at $38,000, $40,000, which is a good starting salary. If you were able to move up from that, then you're likely moving into the 70s and uh, $70,000 range. I, my, excuse me, <clears throat> my, uh, my cooperating teacher in my undergrad did a bachelor of music education and then went and got his master's here at K-State in choral conducting. And he was making in the $70,000 range. Um, and, and the cool thing is that the school that he worked for paid for him to get his master's degree. Mm -hmm. So that, that does exist, but right out of undergrad, you're making no money. It's dirt money for stupid amount of work. It is so hard. It um, is the highest credit degree at Kansas state. It's the highest credit degree at KU. It's yeah. the highest credit degree at Oklahoma state and OU. Yeah. So you just take it or leave it. Um, I'm going to I'm waffling because once you get into once you get established, that first year's nightmare. Once you get established and you're there and let's say you take care of the program and you're really good at what you do, it can be an A tier it kind, can of, be. kind of job. But I think for the average person, it's kind of a C tier job. I was going to say, yeah, I think mm -hmm. if we're going to rank. So we have to rank the C tier a bit because of where things sit. I think it would have to sit somewhere in between um, the BS and applied performance because it will give you a bit more capability than a applied performance degree gives you, but for a hellish amount of work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, a music education degree gives you a little bit more mobility than if you get a performance degree because a performance degree guarantees you next to nothing like i'm just going to be honest <laughs> yeah, about that yeah. it gets you next to nothing like you know all the you know almost all the other degrees you mentioned give you a lot more you know mobility even a composition degree gets you more mobility than a performance degree um but yeah so with the music education thing i also think it's a degree that a lot of people get when they try to like go the safe route and it's literally the opposite of a degree you want to get if you want to go a quote unquote safe route. I don't oh, even know yes. what that means. Yeah. But like, you know, and I know this because I mean, when I was going into college and when I was figuring out what I wanted to do, you know, did I want to go into performance? Did I want to go into composition? You know, those are the two main things I was considering. And I had a lot of people telling me that I had to go get a music education degree. I had to go do it. It was something that I had, like, it was my, like, divine obligation to go and get a music education degree. <laughs> and, you know, the whole time, you know, I'm just kind of like, I don't really understand why. And the reason why is because everyone has it in their head, even some music educators, that you need to have a music education degree as a crutch. And it's really something that I fundamentally disagree with. Yeah. And, you know, because I'm a believer that you need to go do what you want to do. So again, I'm, I'm kind of a really, I really disagree with the fact that you need to get a music education degree as like any crutch of sorts. And you need to go in, you know, going to do what you want to do, not being like, Oh, I'm going to go get this degree because I need something to fall back on. Like, like they just said, getting a music education degree requires like such an obscene amount of work. So it is the last thing that you want to do as something to fall back on. So if someone's telling you to do that, like, cause it happened to me, if someone's out there telling you to get a music education degree as you know, your fallback plan, don't do it. Yeah, it is not Please a safe don't. option. It is safe in the terms of if you have the degree, then reasonably you should be able to find a job. 
but the actual safety of the degree plan is by no means anywhere close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not worth it. Just yeah. just in our degree plan, Colby and I have had to learn how to play oh, eight or nine instruments. Or, or at least eight or nine families of instruments, right? It's well, like there's single, only four. Well, okay. Wow. You exposed me on that one. That's fine. <clears throat> um, but uh, the, the point is, though, is that it's kind of like uh, you have single reads. Yeah. You have woodwind tech, but yeah. woodwind tech is broken into single, single reads and, double, and reads. double reads. And then you have percussion tech. Okay. Well, that's like a thousand different instruments. Mm-hmm. And then you get into, you know, you have a piano class. Everybody's required to take a piano class. Yeah. And then, whatever. So You're, they're, yeah. Uh, while yeah. there are only four like official families of music, I was I was linking subgenres in my head. Yeah. So I know what I meant and it wasn't necessarily correct, but it wasn't yeah. necessarily wrong. You meant either. family of instruments. Yeah. yeah. So but um So bite me, Ryan. I agree with you. Um <laughs> not on the bite me. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree with you that yeah, it's a lot of extra work broken down into small pieces. I think it's unique to Kansas because in Oklahoma, where I have many colleagues, I'm originally from Oklahoma and had I stayed in state, my degree would have looked completely different. In Oklahoma, your certification as a music teacher is not K through 12 with whatever subject you pick. Because in Kansas, your music certification as a teacher is every grade, every ensemble. So you were you were there to teach choir. You were there to teach orchestra, band, general music, composition, music um, technology, if you even need to, guitar class, everything. You are expected to know the basics of everything yeah. so that you can do it all because some schools will ask that of you. And unfortunately, it is the smaller schools because they don't have the personnel to establish all of those groups if there's interest. Yeah. Bigger schools, normally you can just do your one thing. In Oklahoma, that is not the case. You get one degree and it's either K through 12 choir, K through 12 instrumental, or K through six general. That's it. Yeah. And you take a bunch of classes specializing in those. So like at the University of Oklahoma, for example, my colleagues take two semesters of choral conducting. Like mm-hmm. just choral conducting after they're conducting 101 course. Gotcha. And they take a score study course. They take the diction courses. It is very specialized in what the voice does, what a choir is, rather than taking the time to learn separate instruments that they likely will not use. Yeah. I think the Kansas State experience is far more general education, but I like that better, to be quite honest. I agree. Um, because it prepares you for... Uh, because not every school is going to have that choral opening, right? It's kind of like, well, we can't, we don't have a choir teacher, but we do need a band teacher. Uh-huh. And do you want to get paid or not? It's right. like, well, uh, I'd rather have taken kind of those crash courses, those techniques classes in those instruments and have a general understanding of them than have absolutely no understanding and have to reinvent the wheel, et cetera. Yep. Um, so for the sake of time, we have two degrees and I'm going to tell you where I, these are our final two. And I'm going to tell you where I place these. All right. So um, uh, we have three degrees. <clears throat> I will be fast. So BM, BS, BA. So Bachelor of Music, Bachelor of Science, Bachelor of Art. It kind of, they can be one, all of these three. Music technology. I put that in A tier because I think that that gives you a lot of versatility to be able to work for, um, work for a music production company, be able to do your own music production, be a freelance artist and make a lot of money that way. Um, you can work for a radio station. There, it, 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 expands it's very expandable into a range of different jobs a range of different fields i mean a bachelor of music technology could mean that you're a dj uh at a local radio station in the day and then you are recording engineer at night and then you do all this other stuff it's very versatile and I think you can make a lot of money doing that. In fact, I just had um, Amanda Arrington, our incredible staff accompanist, uh, our collaborative pianist at Kansas State. Her husband, Owen, um, does like freelance recording work on the side with his IT job that he does by day. And I think he got a bachelor's of science in music technology. Um, I think that's his degree plan. He literally had it on the slideshow that he showed my audio production class that I teach the other day. And I've forgotten since then. But uh, he's a great guy and he's really good at what he does. And it's very versatile. He can do that. He makes thousands of dollars per recording session doing yeah. that. Right. So that's very I mean, versatile. You can add some serious money really fast if you're good at it. And it doesn't take a lot of work to be good at it. It just takes time. And then you have to invest in your own equipment. So there's that. Um, Any like really quick, like parting shot thoughts on that particular degree? I I, made that A tier. I mean, just with Owen in particular, he records for a Grammy winning group. Yeah. So if that tells you what music technology can bring to you, I don't know what will. Yeah, fair enough. Jesse, thoughts on being at A tier? Going into audio engineering is really promising. Like if that's something you want to go into, like that's one of the careers related to music that 
is actually promising. Like going into audio engineering, there is money to be made every time. Because, needs it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, if the, if that's something you're interested in, go do it because yeah, money to be made there. It's a promising career. Yeah. So then to go along with that, I put this in S tier. It's the only second S tier that I'm willing to place in there. It's a pretty brand new degree across the country. A lot of places are starting to pick it up, but I think it makes a lot of sense. Bachelor of Music, Bachelor of Science, Bachelor of Arts was one of those three. You can probably get it in one of those iterations in music business. Um, You get a business related degree, but you also have that music side. So it's more about managing music companies. It's about managing perhaps uh, being a music director at a radio station, uh, doing all of that kind of business oriented side of music um i think has even the opp- managing yourself managing yourself too is super important because a lot of musicians get that really wrong but it kind of gives you that fundamental background that's really great if you um want to continue to be a musician but if you don't want to be a musician you still have that business related it says business in the degree name right so it probably helps you in terms of getting uh, a better economically viable job so i put that in s tier i thought that's a it's a brand new field that's really developing but i think it's a really promising field uh in terms of the people that are willing to take a chance on that degree so i put that in S tier. Thoughts, yay or nay against that? Agreed. I would even almost move technology right there with it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I see um, I, I see a lot of people, you know, after going and getting their degrees, you know, they tend to go into the more music business oriented side of things because that's where the money is, quite frankly. And a lot of times, these people who go into these fields, they end up really enjoying their jobs. Because, yeah, they're, they're, they're dealing with a more business-oriented side of things, but they're also, like, dealing directly with musicians and organizations that make music. So so a lot of times they can be involved in that, but they can also play at the same time. They can still keep performing. They can still keep being musicians. So I think that's something that's really promising and interesting as well. You know, music technology, music business, those are things that, you know, I've thought about as career options for myself because, you know, they're very promising fields. So, you know... And as far as, you know, like, you know, arts administration, you know, I ha- I had a friend who who got um, a doctorate in flute performance, I believe it was. And then he immediately went down to Charleston doing doing arts administration and being a part of the Spoleto Festival and, you know, just, just doing all these big, great things and and, you know, managing musicians and stuff like that. And, you know, he's doing really well for himself nowadays. So, you know, these are all promising things. So and and these are things that, you, you know, got to think about when you're thinking of uh what you want to do uh in music because you know there are ways that are a lot more promising like the these last two that we've talked about and there are ones that are a lot less promising music like, history you know, getting a performance degree <laughs> <laughs> yeah very much so all right then the last one i put a bachelor of arts in music which is what ryan is finishing right now i put that in b tier because i think that that's a, it's a really versatile music degree um it doesn't necessarily guarantee you certain jobs like maybe some of those s tier and a tier would um or are or really get you into a good spot where you would be able to get a job uh but a bachelor of arts it's more comprehensive you have more arts related kind of stuff um you can branch out into to more career paths. Yeah, there's there's like more that's, that's there's why more I'm options able. available to you. So many options. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I, I put that at B tier. Yeah. I mean, for from my own experience, since I'm the BA receiver in the room, um, I'm looking at branching possibly into social work. I would not be able to do that as easily if I were in a BME program still, because all of my classes mm-hmm. would be so specialized into the K through 12 music education experience. Yeah. Whereas now I've taken so many social sciences, they might as well give me a social science certificate. Yeah. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. All right, so that's our that's our S, uh, our S A B C and F tier. So to recap, S tier, you got a Bachelor of Music and Music Therapy, uh, B M B S B A in Music Business. In A tier, you got a B M B S B A in Music Technology. It's the only one in A tier. B tier, you got B M in Music Theory slash Composition, then a Bachelor of Arts in Music. C tier, Bachelor of Science in Music, Bachelor of Music in Applied Performance, and a Bachelor of Music Education. And F tier by itself, Bachelor of Music in Music History. Sorry, Dr. Parker. All right. That sucks, um, but it's uh, it's okay. All right. Well, so we've officially run out of time. Time is flying when you're having fun, and this is a fun podcast, so I really appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, if you want to go check us out on social media, we now have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. We're affiliated with a Facebook page. You can go do that. You can find us at Muse Inc. Pod. So at M-U-S-I-N-C-P-O-D. That stands for Musically Inclined 
podcast, right? So you can go check that out. Same thing on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you just look at Muse Inc. Pod, you're going to find us one way or another. If you'd like to follow me on my personal socials, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at KG Van Camp, V-A-N-C-A-M-P. like the pork and beans, but I'm not affiliated with them and that sucks. So maybe I, maybe I should get it. A, like maybe a, that's our sponsorship. A sponsorship. Yeah, pork and beans sponsorship, bro. My last name is Van Camp. <laughs> the just musical the, fruit. The, the, <laughs> I'm gonna, I need an air horn today. I'm going to forget that you said that. I just, I'm rejecting that in general. It's it, whatever. And is it even a fruit? Let's be honest here. It's not a fruit. It's a legume. Whatever. Whatever. I, I don't care. But it, maybe maybe Van Camp's Pork and Beans should sponsor us. I don't know. Uh, tweet at us. Message us. If you think that we should try and get a Van Camp's Pork and Beans sponsorship, uh, let us know. So that'd be kind of fun. So, uh, yeah, that's my socials. Ryan, hit us with your socials real quick. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Mendelssohn. That is M-E-N-D-E-L-S underscore S-O-H-N. And you can find me on Twitter at Voice Crack. All right. And then Jesse. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at jessekaiser.jpg, where I post music stuff and general life updates and whatever. YouTube at jessekaiser, where you can check out my work. Um, and then if you want to check out gaming content, uh, stuff I do for fun, uh, YouTube at jphi, J-P-H-I. I do fun stuff there. You might find it cool, too. I really appreciate you saying that because I also have a second podcast when I'm not doing musically related stuff. I'm the executive sports producer for the Kansas State Student Radio Station Wildcat 91.9 FM, and I have a sports talk show every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. So if you want to tune in live, you're able to do that. But then also it drops as a podcast called Training Camp with Colby Van Camp. You can find that on anywhere that you get your product, your, your podcast. So uh, anchor.fm slash tc-w-kvc and that'll link you to all the locations where you can find that and then ryan has his opera show today as well yes yes um i have royal purple opera on wildcat 919 you can find that also on our website wildcat 919.com it's, it's wildcat 919 fm i think.com is it fm or it might be wildcat 919.com i yeah, totally I, don't remember i'm pretty sure it's 919.com just google wildcat 919 and you'll find it every saturday 11 a.m to 1 p.m central time there you go. All right. So without further ado, appreciate you guys tuning in. My name is Colby Van Camp here with Jesse Kaiser and Ryan Hernandez. You've been listening to Musically Inclined.